listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you for another special episode. We seem to not do any episodes ever on Survivor recently, our roots where we came from, but we are here today to do one to wrap up the inaugural Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. Of course, uh, couple months back we did a preview episode looking ahead to what would be happening with that a project that we are involved in and now it's all done and dusted we've got our six inductees our first ever inductees into the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame so it's time to discuss who they are what happened with them whether we like the choices or not and everything else in between and joining me on the line I have three members of the esteemed expert panel to discuss their votes and everything else including the one the only from season one of Australian Survivor, Miss Naomi Russell. Naomi, first of all, thank you very much for joining me again. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for having me, Ben. Always a pleasure to speak with you too. Oh, look at that. You're making me blush already. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also joining us, uh, the esteemed creator of Melbourne Survivor, the one, the only Liz Riley. Liz, welcome back to the program. It's a pleasure to speak to you as well. Thank you very much. Oh, you are most welcome. How's Melbourne Survivor? Have you won it yet? Have you? You went I to Perth. It. Didn't, you, didn't you go to Perth and play a game recently? Did I see that? Um, no spoilers, but um, don't get your hopes up too much for uh, okay. my performance in that one. But, yeah, still, still a good watch. Good okay. stuff. I reckon you win. I reckon you're just trying to uh, put a red herring out there. And also joining us is a man who is neither a player nor a creator, but he's a man of many talents. It's the one, the only, Mr. Cable, Brandon Sage Cable. I'd love to know what any of those talents are you speak of. Uh, You go for the premiership winning side of the NRL. Well, that's true too. I was, I was thinking, where are you going with this? I thought you were going to talk about Collingwood for a second. (laughs) Well, they're really on a high at the moment. They definitely Um, are. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, Cable. You're you're most welcome. Uh, I was going to say, I, I don't know too much about what Liz did when she played, and I know she's not going to spoil it anyway, but uh, <laughs> I think when you've created Melbourne Survivor and you try and play another game, unfortunately, I think you've already got a tiger on your back, so it's always going to be hard to wow, be successful. Wow, you have no hope for Liz games. at all. Poor Liz. Jeez, <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Cable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, these these players, they're pretty... pretty uh, cunning and uh they don't like the they normally i think they see the uh creators and the people that organize these things in a different light so right okay well we'll find out won't we uh what's it called liz give it give a bit of a plug for it quickly while we're on the topic um in perth they're currently casting for their fourth season so get on to that quick because i think the application is closed (laughs) Do it. All right, there you go. Shameless plug. Awesome. But we're here to not only plug, but also talk about the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. As I said, six people inducted into the class of 2020. And I thought we'd, um, let's just go around some initial impressions and we'll kind of go over each of them individually to talk about some separate. So, uh, Cable, I went with you last. Let's go with you first now, time around. Mm -hmm. Just your initial impressions of the the first six inductees for 2020. Oh, look, to be honest, I wasn't massively surprised. I think... It's hard to know where the fans are going to vote, to be honest, and especially with the early seasons if they're not. Let's be honest, like a lot of fans aren't super aware of season one and season two. So um, I know a lot of people did reach out to me about voting and and I guess the confusion over not being able to vote for some uh, Channel 10 players, obviously because they don't uh, fit in that criteria of playing recently. So... That was a bit of an issue, and I was wondering how the vote was going to go. But I think our votes, I 
I sort of knew where you, me and Ben sort of, oh, sorry, Matt, uh, we sort of, where our brain was sort of at in what we think are the better Australian players that should be going in. So I knew where that sort of sat. I wasn't sure where Naomi or Liz was going, but, uh, and I think Luke's were pretty much spot on with sort of where I was thinking as well. So, so from overall, I don't think I was massively surprised. Maybe with JLP, I was a little bit surprised, but then uh, on the flip side, not either. So, Liz, what was your take on the six inductees? Um, yeah, I think I was same as Cable. I wasn't too surprised, which I guess was like a good thing because it felt like, yeah, everyone who got in was like meant to be there, um, made sense. Um, and you know, my nominate, my votes were kind of more like nominations in a sense, like I kind of selected people who, um, I didn't think other people would, but who like, you know, deserved uh, some recognition of some kind um, and maybe could be in there like later years. Uh, so yeah, just to mix it up a bit, I guess. Great, great. Uh, Naomi, what about you? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I guess to me, Rob was, he was the obvious one. I, I felt, you know, seeing everybody else's nomination for Rob kind of really reinforced to me that my opinion, my high opinion of him and his game um, wasn't, you know, just perhaps being a little biased because I played on the same season as he did. So that was, wasn't a surprise, but, but there were probably a couple of others that maybe were a little bit um, JLP for me too, Cable. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong guys, but I, I don't know whether actually any of us nominated him in that category. No. None of the expert yeah. panel voted for J- JLP. I'll say right now is, is is he got purely based on the, on the fan vote, and uh, yeah, no, none of the expert panel voted for JLP. Mm. And I, you know, certainly not saying that I disagree with that at mm. all. He's he's amazing. I I guess I figured he'd perhaps eventually be um, you know inducted at some point, but perhaps not necessarily this year. So, and maybe a little bit like Liz too. I think. Um, you know, particularly for one of my maybe nominations, you know, I, I felt like Christy would get plenty of nominations from you guys and votes from the, the public. So I guess, you know, perhaps my my nomination in that category maybe same thing, just kind of putting an extra person in the mix. So it, it is very interesting, I think, kind of one thing I'll say is maybe that the least surprising and one thing that I would say most glad about is that each of the winners who were eligible did end up getting in. Um, obviously with the criteria that we had, uh, it made uh, the majority, unfortunately, of, of winners um, ineligible, of course. Uh, Jericho, Pia, Shane and David all ineligible just with the way we had it. But that meant that the first three winners all were able to kind of go through and all got through pretty comfortably. The only surprising fact I think kind of for me on that one was that Guy wasn't the designated season two nominee. He actually was the quote extra nominee Mm -hmm. to go in. Imogen actually got more of the vote and kind of through that, uh, as I said, with JLP, uh, you know, the fan vote really took him over the line. And and I think we, you know, might've admitted that in the last episode we did. If not, let's admit it now that uh, we initially were always going to keep that category as kind of an expert panel vote only. And kind of, that was sort of my bad that I put it on the fan ballot and not again, to take away from that. Like, as you said, Naomi, that there's not nothing to take away from JLP's nomination at all. But I think kind of uh, based on how the expert panel looked, uh, I don't think that is how that would have gone. Uh, But again, this is why we have sort of the the 50-50 spread 
And um, I will say, like, again, we, we won't release the sort of the official numbers because we don't sort of want to have it in a way where it comes across as maybe influencing it like the next year or something along those lines. But it's sort of, there was, that was the really the only one with the fan vote. There, there was one player, I would say, from the 10 era that nearly got over the line over Katie just in terms of uh, the fan vote nearly pushed him over the line, but uh, it, it ultimately didn't work out that way. But um, I think we'll, we'll go over each of the, the players individually here and just give some initial thoughts and kind of anything else you want to add. Uh, we'll start with your name this time around and you sort of brought him up. Rob, um, you played on the season with him. Uh, he he voted you out <laughs> basically <laughs> of, of the game. Uh, so, so there was kind of that little aspect, but uh, you're still able to uh, all those years later uh, vote for him in this aspect. So uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about Rob. And I'll also just say Matt Dyson has just joined us too. Matt, Matt, welcome aboard quickly. Matt, hello. Actually, before I go to name you with Rob, uh, Matt, the first question we spurred off to people was basically asking you your initial thoughts on on the six nominees who got in. So welcome, Matt. Give us your thoughts. Ben, everyone, it's uh, great to be here. Yeah, look, um, oh, fantastic. I think I think there was a few there, especially like Rob Dixon. Obviously, I mean, we kind of knew that he was going to be a sure thing. I mean, one of the absolute greats of the game. But uh, yeah, I think it was a good mix. You know, we had a, we had a two there from season two, the celebrity version, of course. Katie Gold and uh, and Rob Dixon from season one. It was great to see Christy got in there too. I think, you know, Christy's such an underrated winner and um, it was great, you know, especially hearing the chat you had with her, Ben, and, and all the chats actually, they were all fantastic. And uh, and JLP even snuck in there at the end there, which, uh, which is fantastic because he is such a great host. Beautiful. Uh, great words from the great Matt Dyson. Sad you didn't make it, Matt. I'm really still upset that you didn't quite make it. Naomi, yes, Rob, let's talk about Rob. Uh, give, give us your take on Rob uh, being inducted. Yeah, look, um, no no secret, no surprise from me, really. He was um, he was a lock for me right from the very start um, for being the season one um, nominee and, and ultimately inductee. So, you know, you guys have talked about this on your various shows. He just, he was the complete package. He, he played an amazing game. Um, as you correctly said, yes, he voted me out, um, yet he still got my vote to win at the end of our season. Um, and I, yeah, he, he's so deserving. I'm so thrilled and so wrapped that, that he's um, now part of, you know, he was already part of history, but now he's formally um, a Hall of Famer and I can't actually think of anybody more deserving than, than Rob. So I'm, I'm wrapped that, that he got in this year. I agree with everything said. Liz, I, I'd love, like, and this is, by me saying this, let me just open up by saying this isn't me taking a dig at you. This is just sort of the unique way that you voted. But you you were the only one who didn't vote for him on the on the expert panel, but you did word it very well kind of when you voted for Shona, and that is by no means me taking away from your votes because uh, I'm sure you are going to have some kind words to say about Rob here, but uh, obviously I just needed to point that little fact out. But, uh, yes, yeah, Rob, talk about I, Rob, Liz. <laughs> yeah, same. I, like, I thought Rob was, like, for sure, I lock. Um, and so I figured everyone else is probably going to, you know, put Rob in there. Um, let's just give a little nod to Shiona. Um, just, you know, um, but, you know, acknowledging Rob as well, I guess. Um, yeah, because I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think he was like the obvious choice. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm glad he, he made it in. Um 
because yeah, I think that was sort of like the most expected thing out of out of maybe all of them. Um, and yeah, just sort of yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, sums it up pretty well. I think I think kind of like if you were to have this as a I don't want to say that's the wrong word. I was about to say a legitimate Hall of Fame. This is a legitimate Hall of Fame. We worked very hard on this. Um, but if, if this was kind of like something that was being conducted by the networks, you know, and somehow mm. 9, 7 and 10 came together, like like Rob is an absolute lock on any, no matter what people out there think of the older eras, like it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. And I like think people, people remember him when yeah. they haven't like even watched them. Like yeah. they just, it, it his name just sort of comes up in random you know situations and absolutely yeah, yeah completely agree and i think also too like the the vote did reflect that like it you know obviously uh the expert panel but also that the fan vote uh i mean he absolutely dominated that fan vote in terms of that i i can i can say that cable you you're one of only uh two of us on the line right now that had the uh, pleasure of meeting the man of course at one point oh, yeah, in your, yeah. on your life so uh rob dixon yeah no i'm really happy that we i guess voted him in and uh just to give him and his family recognition. Uh, though I did like, I did like that Liz sort of went a different path because I think, I hope, well, we probably in a way all should have voted for Rob, but I, I liked that Liz didn't because it was, I guess, a, a lock. Um, it was pretty much set in stone that he was going in regardless of where some of the votes were going anyway. So I liked that Liz did re- uh, give recognition to um, Sonia and, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's unwrapped for Rob and his family, and I know Pete's sort of reached out through um, you know social media, and his family's very very happy, and obviously he spoke to his dad. So um, yeah, uh, there's not much more I could say. I think Naomi's summed it up pretty well at the start. So yeah, Matt, you and I spent. 30, 50 hours, however long it was on, on that season, talking him up. We, we spoke to Pete and obviously added Rick there into the conversation as well. Uh, I mean, you and I are very big fans of uh, Mr. Dixon. So do you sort of have anything else to add on what's already been said at the moment? Yeah, I, I just want to talk about Shona Brown. I think I that was the hardest one for me was not putting her in, in my choices. And it, it hurt me not to do it because she's such a great player and, and definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I got no doubt she will one day. But um, so, yeah, it was great that that Liz that gave her a vote. And, and uh, but at the end of the day, it was just it was just hard. And and I, uh, my season one votes were, of course, for, for Katie Gold, um, Rob, of course, and Craig. Craig was the one for me. So I. Uh, Craig got my vote instead of Shona just because of the fact he did dominate his tribe so much and, and that game. But, uh, but yeah, Rob, look, it, it, look it, it doesn't matter how long Survivor goes on for, whether it goes on for another two years or 20 years. I mean, Rob Dixon's still going to be always one of the absolute greats of this game and, and nothing's going to change that. And I think the fact now that he's inducted in the Hall of Fame and, um, yeah, we, it was great, Ben, to hear from his father. I mean, we spoke to, to Pete Dixon on ASA um, which was fantastic to hear from his brother, but now to hear from his father, I mean, that's just, it just keeps adding to the legacy of uh, Rob Dixon. I, I also, when we sort of do a brief chat about each of our individual votes, I think it'll be great to hear maybe some of those ones who, who were on the cusp. Um, I, I'm with you, Matt, that I, like my last vote was between David Oldfield and Shona, uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of David just got over the line. And I think kind of at the end of this episode when we talk a little bit about predictions for next year, um, while we might have two locks for two of the positions, I'm telling you now that the position for the season one, season two, because we will be combining them next year, 
I, I'm saying now it's between three people and it's going to make it very tricky uh, between those three. Maybe we can talk a little bit about there. But uh, yes, no, Rob Dixon, fantastic haven there. Our season two nominee uh, was Imogen Bailey, which as I said before, maybe a little bit surprising to some that Guy didn't get that one and he kind of snuck in on the extra one. But Imogen fared very well on, on both ends of both the expert and the fan vote. I believe four out of uh, the six of us voted for Imogen on that as well. Uh, and yeah, the fans uh, obviously remember her very, very strongly, and uh, it was a pleasure to have a bit of a chat with her. Both her and Guy, two people I, I personally had never spoken to before on any form of podcast, and both very knowledgeable about the game, both very passionate about the game, even 14 years later. So it's going to steed well to an ASA uh, chat one day. And speaking of ASA, Matt, let's start with you this time around. Uh, Imogen, you voted for her as your season two nominee, just like I did, just like Cable did, just like Liz did. Uh, your take on on, uh, Imogen getting in. Yeah, it's uh, oh, well-deserved. It was hard for me. I, I didn't end up giving David Oldfield a vote. He, I, I just couldn't find a spot to give him a vote, which hurt because David Oldfield's uh, such a great player. Obviously, Guy Leach won the season, is now inducted as well. But Imogen, for me, just, yeah, I mean, she was the standout, the absolute highlight of that season. And and, uh, you know, just from hearing the, the chat that you had with her, Ben, it just made me realise, you know, and, and grateful, you know, thankful that I did vote for her because she's a big fan of this game. You know, she she, she got to do a lot of great stuff during the season. Um, if anyone goes back and re-watches it, I mean, she she, she won a couple of rewards where, um, you know, the once-in-a-lifetime things where she, she gets to be in the community in Vanuatu and, and um, yeah, so I think that just topped it off, giving her the um, a nomination for the Hall of Fame, and she's a great player of this game. One of the ballsiest moves ever, too, which I think never gets talked about, mm. is her literally giving up immunity so she could speak freely. If that was done today in Channel Ten, can you imagine how that would be portrayed? And you know how Channel Ten loves a good dramatic moment and the music and everything played. But uh, yeah, I can't wait till we get to that episode, Matt. We're obviously in the midst of recording uh, things at the moment for that season, but uh, yeah, I mean that's just such an underrated move. Absolutely, I mean it's a, it's a ballsy move, isn't it? And and just you know, hearing what she said to you about when she went on the show that, you know, this, this Imogen was a model, you know, she was a bikini model. She had, she had done a lot of stuff for magazines in a bikini and she made it clear right from the start. If I'm going to play this game, I'm going to play it seriously. And, and I'm not going out as the uh, bikini model. I'm, I'm going to go out and play this game properly. And that, when I heard that, I mean, I just loved her even more. I mean, uh, you know, she just played it so well and um, you know, who knows, hopefully one day she gets to play again and gets to, you know, gets the opportunity actually to possibly win. Cable, you're you're another one of us who uh, put Imogen up as your season two uh, nod. Your your take on Imogen getting it getting in? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised when the votes, all our votes, started getting revealed on social media. Um, I know you guys have spoken highly of it before, but I was thinking you guys would sort of go down the Guy Leach and uh, David Oldfield path. So I was thinking I was going to be almost the only one. So because I always rated her game. Um, like I said, especially in her interview that, you know, she went out there, uh, there was that perception. She's just a bikini model. She's not going to, she's going to struggle. And she kind of did those first couple of days and then she sort of turned it all around and, and she did go to play and she played really well. And she was just really unlucky with the twist. Uh, and then I thought, Oh, maybe my memory, you know, <laughs> so long ago and I probably watched it another time since, um, was a bit sketchy. So when I rewatched it again recently, um, you know, in preparation for ASA, uh, yeah, I, again, she just impressed me so much. And then when she spoke in your interview, 
like Matt said, she just said all the key things that just go, I'm so happy for her. And, you know, I wish she could have won it because she just seemed like, you know, some players go out there for the experience and, and maybe not 100% committed, but she seemed to me, for someone that almost didn't need to be that committed to the game, that she was well and truly, you know, 100% in, in, into the game and, and, you know, trying to win that thing. So, no, I'm really happy for her. Liz, uh, another one, uh, three in a row here of uh, people who obviously put her in uh, kind of there. Your take on Imogen? Yeah, um, I mean, I was sort of pleasantly surprised to see her um, get in that spot. I thought maybe Guy would get in um, there, but um, yeah, um, absolutely deserves it. Like she was sort of the standout of that season, I feel. Um, you know, the classic like robbed, <laughs> robbed player right at the end um, and... You know, there's sort of big moves and um, very sort of strong connections and stuff like that. I mean, you know, she played the game really well, but she was also just really fun to watch and likable. Um, and her interview was great. Um, yeah, really, I really enjoyed like hearing about her sort of story, like going into it and yeah, the stuff about um, being a model and wanting to sort of have a different um, approach to what people were expecting and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was cool. I really hope that email still exists and she can find it from David Oldfield. I, I want to hear this uh, this email from David Oldfield. Speaking of David Oldfield, Amy, you, you voted for David Oldfield in, in your slot. Um, but uh, obviously still, you know, I, I feel like I'm shaming you guys for not voting the people who got in. That's not my intention, the way I'm wording this. I'm just uh, pointing it out there for people and we'll go over this afterwards. But uh uh, I know, Naomi, you kind of went over that season just before you voted. I don't know if you'd ever seen it before or you'd kind of caught up on it. So uh, I'd love to hear your your take on Imogen. Yeah, sure. Look, I, I had seen it, but I did not remember a lot of it, if I'm completely honest. So I really enjoyed watching it back. And, you know, um, I guess this was one category where I did find it tricky to kind of settle again on, on somebody. And obviously I ended up settling with David. Um, so I'll just speak a little bit about him first, I suppose, and why I did that. But uh, for me, I just thought that, you know, he was, um, you know, he was social and, and maybe that was a little unexpected, perhaps given his profession as a politician, but he related really well to everybody and, you know, he was handy around camp and he was also, which um, I think I've spoken about before, like he was really good in challenges and that was something that, you know, I did weigh into some of my decisions and, you know, I feel strongly that I know you can only play the game that's presented before you and and he has, you know, no control over the, the twist at the end, but... I just felt like he was rolling towards the win, you know. He was going to take, I felt, Imogen to the end. And I, I actually thought that perhaps he would have had maybe a little bit more um, to go on in a final pitch to the to the jury. And, um, you know, I just thought he had he had a bit of everything and that's why I went for, for David. But, you know, I was really pleased to see Imogen um, get inducted in that this category as well she yeah she was great you know for a start she kind of you know took her a little while to get to get going a little bit like a you know a, a truck or a freight train she sort of took a while to get 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 the wheels turning and then you know came home 
so strong. And yeah, she, um, I, I too, I love the fact that, you know, I could, I was like cheering when I was listening to her interview and when she was saying, you know, she didn't want to be out there in a bikini. And I think probably in fairness, it was a little bit lucky maybe for her that, that they also had Gabrielle Richards there. <laughs> I think they would have, um, they, they would have made her out to be the bikini babe a lot more if it had perhaps not been for the Gab. I also love the little reveal, which, again, I'm looking very much forward to ASA. Um, the fact that she openly admitted that Sarah Marie was a bestie, I just didn't know if that was some sort of, like, shameless little plug <laughs> or something like that. But, uh, no, clearly I think, uh, you know, they were besties and this wasn't just some weird little, hey, remember her from Big Brother from, what, like five years previously at that point? Man, I can't wait till we get to that episode because it's going to be one of the most random things in Australian Survivor history. Oh, here's that super famous chick from Big Brother making an appearance. I was so excited when when she said that they're still best friends to this yeah. day. So, and if and if you don't think we're getting Sarah Marie on for a cameo on ASA, you're kidding yourself, Ben. She's going to be on that interview at least for a little bit at the end. Wow, are we all going to be bum dancing? I'm sure she doesn't get sick of that. <laughs> the years later. Yeah. yeah, the rabbit ears, all that sort of stuff. Like that that that's got to go down still as one of the most shocking things in Australian uh, Australian reality history that she didn't win that season. Like think mm. back to 2001 when she was she third, wasn't she? I remember that night when she got voted out. I was like, "Holy crap, she's not winning?" Well, like remember Ben, she she went back on the celebrity version of Big Brother. So it shows you how big she was. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I will just add uh, that in that category, just uh, the expert votes. So, Naomi, you voted for David in that one. Luke was actually the only person to vote for Guy out of the entire expert panel. So, Guy actually did get over the line because of the fan votes. I should really add that. Uh, we'll talk about Guy very shortly. But, um, yeah, kind of bit surprised. And I'll just say personally from me, and anybody can chime in here uh, either now or a bit after, like, that, again, there's nothing against Guy. Like, you know, Guy obviously won the season, and I really enjoy talking to Guy because, you know, a lot of things that he said, you know, I, I was completely unaware of that he was, you know, a big fan and kind of he said no to all these shows and he would only say yes to Survivor. Um, but I think kind of at the end of the day, and I don't know if this is just a similar thing, he did get voted out. He did get put in because of a twist. Uh, you know, he's kind of the default worst winner out of Australian Survivor history, kind of like the Chris Underwood, where it's it's not their fault. They play with what's given mm. to them. But if you kind of analyse the circumstances they got there, to me, Imogen played a more complete game and you would argue should have won, uh, similar to a David. So, again, not taking away from Guy Leach, but that's kind of why I didn't. Anyone here can put their hand up here. This is just an open forum if anybody yeah, wants I, to add. I was going to say, okay, I... Okay, well. And that was nothing against Guy either. I did not vote for him. I My votes were for Imogen and David because um, they played, for me, played the game in its entirety. And let's let's not, uh, you know, and this is not Guy's fault either. You know, it's the, the way the game uh, was presented to him and he did what he could with what he was given and he, he won. But the one thing that disappoints me with, uh, with production was that those guys wrote out were allowed to go back to a Ponderosa type thing and eat and all that, all that sort of stuff. And I, I don't, I, to me, it sort of devalues his win a bit. And I, yeah, I just don't think that's, um, that's, I just couldn't vote for him the first time around. I thought if I'm going to vote for Christy and Rob, I'm not voting for another winner. And I don't, it's nothing against Guy personally, but I just think Imogen and David are a lot better. Cable, they'll, they'll back in a five-star resort in Vanuatu eating, eating yeah. uh, lobster. Yeah, <laughs> and I, but th and that's a shame, I guess, is the fact that it wasn't like the Pearl Islands where they're, they're still actually 
um, you know, living off rice and stuff. It's um, yeah, that they were actually back at the hotel, but you know, I guess it would have been hard to convince celebrities to um, to do that and not go not go back to the hotel. I will say we're on the topic of guy now. He's obviously one of our extra inductees, so we may as well just roll with the punches here. So, so Liz, I'll go to you now. We're, we're talking about guy, uh, and like we'll come back to you, Matt and Cable, if you could sort of got anything more to sort of add just on that separately. But um, yeah, Liz, let's talk about guy. I mean, I think just just being a winner almost like qualifies him, and it, especially yeah. of a season that isn't super like well liked or acknowledged. Um, you know, out of the, you know, the first two seasons, like um, Celebrity One is kind of the one that I guess because of that twist um, and yeah, because of like, I guess the whole um, production stuff um, wasn't as maybe well received or is it now? That's the impression I have anyway. Um, So like he's one of the names that people would remember just from like sort of looking it up on on Google or something. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he does kind of have a cool record, I guess. Like, I guess cause no other, no like American season or, or Australian season has ever had that kind of ridiculous twist. Um, so <laughs> like he's, you know, to be voted out and come back like that late in the game. Um, He's kind of had like a unique experience um, and it's, I guess, a nod to that kind of era of Australian Survivor. And I think it's important to note too that, um, you know, ideally in two years' time, you know, the Golden God himself is going to be nominated. He'll be put in absolutely. You know, I think he was one of the – him and Luke were the two that we got the most complaints about as why they they couldn't be voted for. And ultimately – you know, David didn't get voted out on his season that he won, but David's still been voted out previously before winning. So kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you look at them in different different angles because of the, the way the twist came. And, you know, I think I think another thing too that also helped Guy is he did that recent interview with David Jeanette. And I think kind of that mm-hmm. opened up a few people's eyes to kind of remembering this season. Because you're right, Liz, this is a season that is not looked upon. People don't treat it as real. Uh, you know, we're discovering Matt Knight at the moment and recording this for ASA and we're just giving shameless plugs for it, but it's coming soon. You should listen to it. It's great. Uh, that, you know, this, this is kind of the most unknown Australian survivor season. You know, we're learning so much about this that not many people know, uh, you know, at least kind of Naomi with your season, of course, we had a handbook, you know, we, we had a, a fair bit of press coverage around that and it was kind of talked be it positively or negatively for the last, you know, uh, 20 or so years before Channel 10 obviously picked it up again. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, I I really respected Guy in terms of just him answering the way he did, and I think he's going to, you know, lots of good stories for him to tell in an ASA one. Naomi, I'm sorry, I'm stealing your thunder here. Guy, talk talk to me about uh, Guy. Yeah, I loved your interview with him, Ben. It was um, very revealing, actually, like even up to the point where, um, I think he said that he got a note slid under the door of his room just to say, right, you know, get ready. Where where you're heading back out there, you've got a chance to get back in the game. Like, you know, he they clearly, if, if what he says is true, they they didn't know that that was that was kind of um, going to be happening. So so that was quite interesting to hear him say that. And also, I think I I'm not quite sure. I can't recall if it was. Um, guy himself who said this or perhaps it might have even been Imogen when she was talking about this supposed deal between he and Justin that 
when I thought about it in the end, it's it made sense. Like if he had have um, taken anybody other than Justin to the end, he wasn't going to win, was he? Like no, yeah, exactly. Somebody else who'd gotten back in that that same way. Otherwise, surely you know the majority of the jury would have gone for you know whomever he was up against that had played every day out there. So yeah, look, you know, hats off to Guy. He's amazing. Um, you know, and like I obviously huge interest in in sport, and I admired him as an athlete, and you know certainly um, a very very good survivor player. So yeah, for sure a worthy a worthy recipient of the, the nomination and the induction. Kept the hundred percent record, of course, at that time of professional athletes uh, going on to to win Australian Survivor. Lee very nearly kept it at a hundred percent. Well, yeah. very nearly eight one. It's not really that close, is it? But he made it to the end, so uh, that's kind of that. Cable Matt uh, again. I don't know if you have really think because I mean you sort of talked about him at the same time. I don't know if you kind of talked to him at the length where it was like about him being inducted. So Matt, maybe I'll just throw to you quickly here if you got anything extra to to add on Guy. Yeah, I thought it was great hearing that um, Guy had actually paid for a was it like a a local mm. Vanuatu an ex- expert to, to, to come down to was it Sydney where he was and spend a couple of days with him and, and, and learn a few sort of survival tricks. So that says to me that guy was taking it, taking it extremely serious. And the fact that he'd been offered, you know, he said over the years he got offered a lot of other reality shows and said no to all of them, but, but the exception was survivor. So, you know, the fact that he did accept it, went on to win. Now, look, Yes, he was only 15 days in the game and won it. So it's not a lot of time to, to win Survivor. It's still more than Chris Underwood. I think Chris Underwood was only 11 nights on the actual island, 13 days on the island, 11 nights, and, and he won the American season, you know, season 39. So so he, he spent more time out there actually on the island than Chris Underwood, and they, they're both winners. So this is, a, this is what Survivor is now. You can win in all different ways, and Guy found a way to win even after being voted out. And I think too the the also thing I'll add there with that is in terms of if you worked it out on the percentage of the total days, of course, because season two had what uh, you know not thirty nine days, it was like twenty five exactly. days or twenty two, whatever it was. So in right. terms of a percentage, he's I think there for more than fifty percent of the game, whereas Chris Underwood wasn't. Uh, so yeah, and, you know, not to take away again for Chris Underwood, but it's sort of it's the easy comparison. Cable, I don't know if you got anything to add on Guy. Uh, not a lot. I, I will say that I was a fan of him going into the season. He was definitely one of the celebrities I knew. Like uh, he was definitely someone that was front of mind, and I knew who he was. And um, especially on the Saturdays on Channel Ten when they used to sort of show the uh, Iron Man sort of stuff, I definitely knew who he was. So I was, you know, look, I'm happy that he won. I just, for me, being a purist of the sort of game, I'm, I'm always have, find it hard. And, and you talk about Chris Underwood, I find it hard when people are voted out. Um, you know, when you just sort of see other people that are sort of slog their guts out for the other days and you're kind of like, oh, did they, you know, did, I don't know. I was going to vote for him at some point, maybe in the future, but um, I just couldn't see it this year for me. But. And, and another thing too, I think that was kind of just like almost an idea was that maybe the winners automatically get inducted. Cause I think kind of you, you have that in some sort of hall of fames when it comes to certain categories, like let's automatically put in this person because of that. And, and I think, I don't know if it was you Liz who maybe brought it up before and sorry if it was somebody else and I'm not taking away your thunder here, but it's kind of almost a thing where it's a good thing that the winners get in because, you know, you think of a hall of fame, you think of survivor, like, no matter how you win, you win. You know, you win the game. That's kind of the argument. You're the best player of the season no matter what because you won. Um, and so, you know, there is the argument that maybe you automatically include all the winners straight away as your first inductees. But um, ultimately we didn't. But ultimately at the end of the day, it didn't matter because all the eligible uh, winners got in. Matt? 
I was just going to say, Guy Leach is one of those characters where even today, so even what, nearly 15 years after after he won Vanuatu, um, he would still be an odds-on favourite. If he went into a season now, a Channel 10 season, I'm telling you, like I'd put money on him to, to, to be back in there in the final two and a chance to win the game. He's still very fit. And maybe he's even more of a chance now. The fact he is slightly older, but he's still extremely fit. And uh, he's definitely someone that could easily go back out there and, and play. And I think he'd, he'd be good value too, because he's got that winning nature. Like he doesn't like to lose, which we see throughout his season. He, he hates losing. So, and that, and that always makes for a great survivor player. I'd agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, our, our season three to five nominee, obviously we don't have six and seven included in there just because uh, they're ineligible seasons, was uh, Christy Bennett. And uh, it's, it's interesting, actually, some people, yeah, thinking that was a, a surprise. Uh, I mean, look, personally, I, I she was my easy Channel 10 vote. I will just add that. Uh, I think just on the field of who was eligible, she, to me, was just a complete standout in, in, in any category there. Um, I'm going to start with Liz here because I feel you haven't started off any category yet. And again, to shame you because you ter- <laughs> terrible person, you didn't vote for it. You voted for L. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, you can either talk about that now or talk about it when we do the other bit. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on on Christy getting the uh, the vote here? Yeah, I mean, sort of similar to like the Rob thing. Like I saw Christy, Christy and Rob as the two locks basically, um, and so. I thought I'd, you know, chuck a chuck a thing at, you know, another another robbed you know, third placer. Um L. Um robbed in both uh the game sense and the edit sense. Uh which is you know, I guess a, a big thing and that's in Australian Survivor these days, um, is kind of the uneven edit with the um twenty four players and stuff. Um so yeah, I guess I wanted to shed some light where it isn't wasn't shed when we when we watched it. I like that, and like one <laughs> thing about L again, I, I'm not super knowledgeable on that season. I've only watched it once, but I, I do remember hearing a lot of stories about L after the season that you know mm. she was a lot more present. Apparently, swears like a sailor and is absolutely hilarious. So I'm looking forward to Kangaroo Soup Oi coming soon to uh to hear just how how good she is there. Naomi, uh, I actually really liked your vote. Can I just say that uh, you voted for Ziggy as your um your season three to five inductee, and I loved your your reasoning behind it i'm a big ziggy fan she was actually my pick to win that season um but yeah i'd love to hear your take on on christy getting the nod and just yeah give us your sort of reasonings behind your ziggy vote as well yeah sure i um this was genuinely the category that i did find the hardest to kind of settle on and um a little bit like liz i i I kind of felt like christy would get several other nominations and um, you know, not not wanting to go against the grain, but I I really liked Ziggy's game, and you know she yeah I, I just sort of felt like she was maybe perhaps a little bit unlucky to not be uh, called back for you know a return season and for the kind of caliber player that she was. And again, I do tend to you know lean a little towards those that are quite physically. Um, you know, dominant or, you know, and particularly as a, as a female. And I know she's also a professional athlete and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not biased towards professional, <laughs> I think, but um, yeah, she, she was who I, I kind of settled on in the end for all of those different reasons. And I, I liked 
And I think I said this when I nominated her, I liked that she wasn't flashy, that she just did it, you know, she just went out there and no fuss, no frills, but, you know, was really successful and, you know, didn't quite obviously get there in the end, but that's kind of why I went, went towards Ziggy. But interestingly, actually, um, it's quite funny because in Christie's season, you know, I think I've, I've mentioned before that my kids are a pretty big survivor fans like me and, at the start of that season, they both just randomly picked someone that they were going to be on. And my son picked Lee um, and possibly because his dad's name is Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter, who's, yeah, she's she's sort of next level super fan like me, she went for Christy. And, wow. you know, they ended up being the final two and, and Christy was um, ultimately the winner, obviously. So perhaps that says that maybe I should listen to my 10-year-old a little bit more. Possibly. And um, I think maybe Ben needs to speak to your kids to get better uh, Yeah, picks. bloody hell. I've, I've had, uh, what was my pick? Pia was my only ever correct prediction. I think the closest I ever got in US Survivor was, um, uh, was it Chrissy in, in Heroes Healers Hustler? Uh, Hustlers, she got, what, second or third, didn't she? So I think yeah, that second. Was deep aside. Surely, Surely you jumped on Brian Heidick, though. You would have known he was going to I mean, I was 15 at the time. Uh, I mean, I want to say I was stupid, but I'm still stupid today. Uh, I mean, I loved every minute of Brian, I remember, as a 15-year-old. But um, I, I, like, I had this weird thing as a kid that I would automatically jump on the African-American, whoever they were, male or female, and I would root them all the way and I'd ride them home. So I would have been on Ted and Gandhi that season, like hands yeah. down. Um, I remember being a massive Jervis fan. I remember being a massive Nick fan, a Clarence fan. Like I, I was on all of them. And I don't know why. That's such a weird thing. I don't know. Is that racist or not? Is it the opposite? I don't know. But like that's kind of where the way I went. So... Anyway, um, but, but just to make it cl- just to make it clear how bad Ben is at picking winners, he actually picked me as the winner of my season. So. Yeah, yeah, I almost did that. Yeah. I actually I remember in Chrissy's season I picked Kate. Kate was my winners pick. Uh, Ziggy was my winners pick. I actually Matt, I don't seriously because I didn't watch your season live. I, I it took me forever yeah. to get into your season. Uh, Pia, and then I think for All Stars I picked. Phoebe or Flick from memory, or maybe they both, I, I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah. Um, I, one thing I will say just quickly, but I'll go to UK cable next for Christy. I, I really had fun putting Christy's clips together because as I said, I'm not super knowledgeable on her season. It's been a while and it took me a lot longer because there's a lot more episodes, but I forgot how like entertaining Christy is in her confessional. She has some good badass confessionals and I've kind of always got this like, you know, opinion that she was a bit of an invisible winner. She kind of didn't come out till later on, but she has some good confessionals out there. It was hard to kind of condense them all into that. So she's a bit of a badass Christy there. So good for her. Um, Cable, Christy. Well, I was going to say, I've got to give you a, a big congratulations for doing all that work with those videos. I, when I knew you were sort of roughly going to do it, I wasn't too sure how long they were going to go and they're pretty comprehensive. So it's a lot of time and effort. Um, I don't know how you did it. Um, I didn't I get my sleep for about two weeks. So. Well, I was going to say, I know you're a busy man, but uh, I, I, I don't know how I would go through 26 episodes of Australian Survival. I wouldn't which, recommend it. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. So. Um, so congratulations on that and then the great work you did with that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, Christy, and I'm, well, actually, sorry, no, yes, the video, that actually was validated a lot of what I was thinking anyway. So I was glad you put the video together because I feel like, like you said, like, I feel like a lot of people just remember her final uh, immunity win and sort of just look at that like she sort of pinched the win off Al and, and Lee. So 
Um, it was good to just have some bit more context with the video uh, to just, oh, yeah, okay, because I've only watched it through the once so that season, but I think she's um, justifiably in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think because of uh, the restrictions on who we could actually select to, I think that maybe made my choice a little bit easier. Um, but as a winner, I think she's definitely a worthy winner. And again, similar to Imogen, like when you hear her talk, and I knew she was a super fan before she spoke to you anyway, but you just feel a bit better putting these people in the Hall of Fame when they have a great appreciation for the game they, they were going to play. So, um, and it's no disrespect to someone that might win a season that was recruited and didn't know too much about it. But I don't know, as we're all fans, I think you definitely identify and, and feel a lot happier voting for someone that is also a fan um, that got, gets to realise their dream of playing and then winning. So, no, I'm happy that Christy got in. And Matt, before I throw to you, like I, I agree with that fact, and this isn't to take away from Shane and, and the Golden Gods themselves. I don't know their fandom of the game going into it. I, I really don't know, whereas all the other winners clearly were, you know, big fans, really appreciated that win. And again, not taking away from Shane or David in the slightest. And I think kind of one thing that I'll say about... You know, we got a lot of criticism, I think, about how we had sort of done the, the categories and who was eligible, who wasn't eligible. If we, I think, had have opened this up to every single player, we had no restrictions, I don't think Christy would have gotten in. I don't think Christy would get in for a couple of years because, you know, people are going to be voting for Luke, for, for David, not to take away from them in any of the slightest, but someone like Shawnee's going to get in before Christy because, you know, the fans appreciate her character yes. more. You know, Nick, you know, people like that. And again, I'm not taking away from those players getting into the Hall of Fame. They will make it one day they are worthy recipients but to me like going back to that point of almost including the winners by default just because they're winners so so to me i think that if you had to look at the way we did this this year this is my biggest smile on my face is that chrissy kind of was almost a lock and based on the fan voting i would say you know definitely the lock <laughs> um but yeah i think kind of that that's made me happy that she's gotten in because i mean she's the first female winner she's the youngest winner like things like that to me is, is a big deal i think and and a joke about the professional athlete thing but that was kind of the staple for australian survivor i think i remember having episodes in that season going well clearly lee's gonna win because you know it's a thing professional athletes win australian survivor and he very bloody nearly did so anyway matt christy yeah. No, I think it's important with any Hall of Fame that it doesn't just become a, a popularity contest yeah. where yeah, you need some time, you need the dust to settle, and then you look back and think and really you know, do an overview of their game and, and see who really played that game. So I think that's why it's important that people aren't just eligible straight away. But, yeah, Christy, look, one thing I keep forgetting is she was only 24 when she won, and, and obviously that came up in the video that you did and and she spoke about that as well. And I and, – I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting she was only 24 and it makes it that much better because, you know, it's such a tough game and, and she was against some absolute great players and some real physical players. But, um, and it was the first season, you know, that Australia had had in 10 years and she nearly got voted out first and it was all these things that she overcome. But to, to, to go out there, she was in no doubt one of the greatest final immunity challenges of all time, which she won. She beat Lee, you know, an, an ex an ex-professional uh, athlete. So um, she earned everything she got. And, you know, of course, I voted for her for the Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, she's a super fan as well. So, yeah, put a smile on my face too to see that she got inducted this year. 
And I think by hands down, the Todd Hurt Zog of Australian Survivor, I mean, her final tribal just like, wow, yeah. that's uh, never Absolutely. been matched to me. And one thing, Matt, actually, that, that, I think that's, I, I completely agree with your point there. Like, this is never the point of the Hall of Fame for a popularity contest. This isn't let's yeah. vote on the fan favorite of Australian Survivor because, you, you know, you know who the fan favorites are out there. Yeah. It's understandable. This is a legacy thing. And this is, I think, kind of where. You know, people were a little bit confused with what we were trying to do. That's why they got a bit annoyed, and that's understandable. You know, we've got very differing fan bases for Australian Survivor than we do, you know, straight out with US Survivor. Other shows, if we did a Big Brother one, you know, an Amazing Race one, it's going to be a similar thing. But, like, this is – it's a legacy thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's about – you know, honouring those who have left an impact and a legacy on this show, not just who was a fan favourite. That's that's a completely different poll. Absolutely. And I, I guess if you look at Luke Toki and the Golden God, um, between them, they've played four times for one victory. Obviously, David won All-Stars. Christie's played once, she won once. You know, so that's something you got to think of too. Of course, you know, Luke and David are some of the biggest personalities that have ever played, you know, Survivor anywhere in the world. And, and they're great to watch. They're great players, absolutely. But, you know, between them, four times, they won once. Christie played once, won once. And I think that holds a lot of value in, in itself. And that's the one thing or two I'll add on that as well is to kind of go back on my point there where I'm saying about legacies. And Liz, this kind of puts me into the way you voted was that, you know, yes, it's about legacies. Yes, it's about the winners. It's about the great players. But it's also about, you know, looking at it in the different criteria and kind of, you know, Matt, as you say, Luke, David, big personalities, you know, people vote how they want to vote. We're, we're, we've never kind of come out of this to say, you have to vote for the greats. You have to vote for this. You know, it's a hall of fame. It's honoring the legacies. And and like Lee's looking at your votes, you know, these are people who do have legacies in their own right. Like let's just say you voted for Dez and yeah. no matter what, no matter what you say about a first boot, he's got a legacy because everyone remembers the guy, you know, Matt, like I, I give you so much fucking piss, mate, but like people remember you still. Like that's the thing. Like it's, yeah, it's, hard, it's, it's hard pressed to maybe, like, look at Naomi's season. Like, I, I'm sure people like us all remember Lucinda, but I can guarantee you the majority of Australian Survivor fans who barely want to remember Naomi was on a season and that was a season are not going to remember who that first person They're going to, oh, she voted for herself, didn't she? But they're not going to remember a name. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, whole other whole other episode, Kettle of Fish. Well, um, I was, I was going to add, like, it is, I think David and Luke at some point will go in. But you're right. I think it's an interesting um, topic or, or debate that, you know, recency bias and and the popularity vote. Because you look at, remember when we had to vote for All-Stars for the, the player to win a, a million dollars back in, what was it, 2004? 2004, yeah. Everyone voted for Rupert. I even voted for Rupert. But in yeah. hindsight, if I had my time again, I would never vote for Rupert. But yeah, exactly. again, he was also portrayed positively and we saw his great edit and everyone loved him. He was a big character. But that was in the moment and, and yeah, he wins a million dollars. But if you go back and really think about it, I think a lot of people I've been in little groups before where people have said they admitted like myself that they voted for Rupert. But if they had their time again, in hindsight, probably got caught up in the whole Rupert 100%. sort of character that they, yeah. they probably wouldn't. So I think even with this, I, I like that it's not a popularity contest and, people can actually have a bit of time, like you said, to let the dust settle and actually really think about your votes. And like I said, not just have a big character, have someone that actually did something important in this game. Let's move on to our final player, Katie, another one from your season, Naomi, Katie Gold. And I, I have to say, I was nervous looking at the votes 
because she was the one that was kind of nearly pushed out because of a sort of a big fan push for a, for a Channel 10 era player. Uh, she got over the line. And I, I just want to openly admit right now that I did not go on there and just fucking spam the votes either. I, I promise I did not. There was not um, a lot of Russian votes. Well, that, that's another that's another story. Uh, we're still counting all the votes. This hasn't been decided yet. Uh, you know, I won't leave the White House. But, uh, you know, it, ma- it made me so happy to see Katie get in. Um, I mean, if we're talking characters, we're talking this like, you know, I, I will absolutely admit right now that while Rob was 100% a lock for me no matter what, I seriously was considering putting Katie as my season one lock and then putting Rob as my extra inductee just because I was that much of a Katie fan. So uh, Katie Gold, I'm going to start with you again, Naomi. Again, you play with her. She voted you out, but it's Katie Gold. Give us give us a lowdown on your thoughts on, on Katie Gold. And I will say you didn't vote for her. You actually voted for Craig, uh, ex-boyfriend and all that, sure. But um, <laughs> Katie. <laughs> No, look, I yeah, I'm I'm wrapped as well for Katie. I'm I'm chuffed that she got in, and I I think I I kind of felt that she would also make it um, into the Hall of Fame, if not this this year, then certainly eventually. A hundred percent agree. Undoubtedly, an amazing player. Um, but I guess when I was looking at my votes, I was kind of pretty conscious not to want to be weighing it too heavily towards my own season. You know, I didn't want to be um, too impartial there. And, and clearly I'd, I'd nominated Rob for, for season one and then Shona Brown as my first extra and and then Craig. And I think, you know, maybe that may have been different had I played on the same tribe as Katie. Perhaps, um, you know, she might have. Yeah, she's, I'm sure she would have gotten my my nomination or at least eventually anyway. But, you know, I played with Craig, so, um, and i you know huge fan of his game and, you know, what he was able to achieve against the odds. So, yeah, so in the end he got my my vote for this, this category, but yeah, I certainly was not disappointed to see Katie um, to get, get inducted. So wrapped for her as well. Liz, you're the other one on one out in this call who didn't vote for Katie. What's wrong with you? Why? This is where I'm going to get angry at you. Come on. You voted for Matt Tarrant over Katie Gold. What's wrong with you? Well, I mean, I figured a lot of you guys were going <laughs> to put in someone from season one. Katie was one of the people who, like, you know, stood out when I was considering all the, yeah, all the season one people. But um, I was like, no, nope, let's go for Matt Tarrant. He's, he's, uh, a Let's go for someone who I appreciate in the Twitter sphere um, because I pretty much live on Twitter. And so, you know, he's made things pretty fun for the fans out there. And yeah, I, I wanted to vote for someone who was, um, this is kind of where my, my vote for Des came in as well, where someone who was a, a huge part of like the community and the, the survivor community and particularly like uh, the super fan community, you know, the people who, who meet up and, and uh, yeah, apply for the show and stuff. And so um, yeah, so that's but that's why my vote went to Matt. <laughs> but you're happy that Katie got in. You got like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also good, I think too. One thing that I will say that I was uh, 
happy with in terms of, I guess, uh, the gender quota, if you kind of want to play it. We had three and three, you know, it was, it was an even spread in terms of that as well. So that, that sort of made me a little bit happy. Cable, uh, you and I, you know that Spider-Man uh, gift that goes out where they're kind of like pointing at each other like, you, yeah. you, yeah. you, you. Cable and I voted exactly the same. We had exactly the same votes in the exact same order too, if I am not mistaken as well. Um, there was no collusion on that either. None at all. None at all. Uh, Carlton and Collingwood don't generally work together like that. No. But uh, <laughs> David, uh, you you voted for David Oldfield in that final spot, but we're here to talk about Katie Gold. I don't know where I'm going with. Uh, yeah, Katie, uh, obviously impressed that she got it. You and I had the pleasure of uh, having a good evening out with her several months back now. That felt it feels like about yeah. 10 years ago now, doesn't it? It does. It <laughs> does. That was the start of COVID. Holy crap, that, that was too. Next yeah, day. Yeah, it was the for- yeah. Formula One and that got cancelled. And, yeah. and that was the thing because obviously, um, you know, Katie was decently pregnant at the time and I sort of got a bit worried and she messaged me, oh, I'm not feeling well. And then I'm like, well, don't come, don't stress and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, she still came out and fronted up. And, yeah, no, it was Great night. Uh, yeah, I'm happy that Katie got in. I think she needed to be recognised. Um, definitely a, a bit of bias from my point of view. Um, yeah, I met her a, a quite a few years ago when she played um, and always rated her very highly. But I think maybe some of the bias also comes from the way she was sort of acknowledged by the fans at the time and treated a bit like Jerry Manthe in uh, the Australian Outback. They kind of were the... The, the bitch of all the, the, you know, the the villain of the season. So I've always felt bad for Katie from that point of view. So maybe it was more a little bit of that, like let's acknowledge that, okay, she had a rough <laughs> trot from the majority of people outside the game and in the media and all that sort of stuff. But we'll... Um, yeah. That's a good uh, point. Let our point. history uh, reflect that um, she was still a good player, Indeed. regardless of maybe the her bluntness sometimes may have come across, you know, a bit too bitchy at times, but I'll say yeah. that of all the videos that I got put that I put together, like like Chrissy's was fun, but Katie's was very fun. And mm. you know, sort of while all the other ones were kind of like ending on quotes of like, this is why I play the game, you know, I've had such a great time. Like, there's no way I couldn't end on the most iconic confessional in the history mm. of uh and also like the music choice where I kind of used yes. the death march and I was kind of like, oh, is this inappropriate? But at the same time, I'm like, well, it kind of fits in. So that was a lot of fun to put together. Matt, you you had basically the same votes as Kayla and I. The, o- the only difference is, is you had uh, Craig in there instead of David. So obviously maybe you and him had a fling similar to you and Naomi. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, talk about Katie and maybe while you're here, talk about your vote going to Craig as well. Yeah, look, Katie's an absolute living legend. She always had my vote straight up. You know, it was always going to be her or Rob one and two. But uh, look, Katie's one of those players where I think of David Jeanette, like he didn't win in his first go. He learned, he learned a few things, came back and then dominated the next season and won it. Like if Katie had had that same opportunity, there's a good chance we'd be sitting here saying, you know, Katie Gold, the winner of Survivor, you know. Um, if she ever, if she had got to play in a, a second season, not long after that first, but yeah, it, it's great. I think you know she, she's someone that really appreciates it too. She appreciate appreciates that you know nearly twenty years after playing the game that she's being acknowledged you know as one of the absolute greats of this game. And uh, yeah, you know, and and uh, great work, Ben, on that video. It was great to see the little uh, baby shot there of Valerie too in the ASA little little onesie there. And uh, no, look, it, it's it's one that I would have been absolute shattered if she didn't make it. So thankfully, we had we had enough votes there, um, and uh, she got over the line. 
as for Craig, look, I just I love David Oldfield. I mean, I would have loved to have seen or at least throw a vote to David Haas. You know how much I love the, the King. <laughs> I was the, surprised the, the, I didn't see that actually. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm a big fan of the King of Kadena. He'll always be the King of Kadena. But <laughs> but uh, but let's be honest, the legend of Kadena um, was of course. Craig Abbott and it was a tough one it was you know I was sitting there that was the last one I decided like who am I going to give it to and in the end I mean Craig god he dominated that season he dominated Kadena um you know he just he dominated Tapara when he had the chance when at the merge there so um you know I, I hope for Craig's sake that you know one day he'll get in and I, I got no doubt he, he will one day uh, I, I think, yeah, when we talk in a moment of uh, potential ones for next year, I think he's in one of those uh, three spots next mm. year, which will make it a little bit uh, tricky to kind of go with yes. that one. I'll just quickly add, uh, when we get into our, our non, we'll talk about JLP in a second, but just um, Luke, uh, Luke Dennehy, of course, who's uh, sadly not able to join us today, but uh, he's extra votes. So um, he voted for Rob, he voted for Guy, voted for Katie, Christy. Brian Lake was his extra one, and kind of I liked his sort of uh, reasoning on there, grubby. Uh, I didn't mind Grubby on that season. I, I always, basically, I remember not obviously watching that live, and I always had this picture in my mind that he made it to the end with Shane, and so I that was legitimately the shock I had watching that season for the first time when he got voted out and Shah made it to the end. I'm like, what? Like what? Like is there a twist here that they like swap the final? Because I was just so certain that Brian got to the end. So that was kind of a, a an odd one oh, there. I will say I'm glad that Luke did vote for Brian too because I yeah. think he's another one that probably, you know, doesn't maybe get the recognition. I, I think similar to what Naomi was saying about um, about Imogen before, like like a Mack truck, he started off slow and he just played under the radar, but then he sort of came home with a rush. And, um, yeah, I mean, things go a certain different way and wins immunity. He could have easily been the winner of that season. So correct, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Cable. Mm-hmm. This is there's a stat going on here in my mind. Now there used to be a stat in the US Survivor that any returning player from Australian Survivor, the Australian Outback, would either would make the top three. Like it was just a, a stat they would make the top three or top four on their return. I think that's you know long been broken, Varner and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, like obviously we had Amber go on to win. We had Jerry make the final four, Tina make the final four. And like it was a ridiculously like strong stat for that season. I think every season there has been an AFL player, they've made it to the final three or final four. Because obviously Moana, we've had yeah. Brian, we've had Rob. Am I missing a season six? Yeah. What about Simon Black? What Simon mean? Black, yeah. Season six um, will be the anomaly. You mean there, Simon Purple? <laughs> Abby, Abby Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, who was the who was the highest place finisher in season six? Was it Simon or or Abby? No, Simon. Simon. Yeah. Okay, so quite the anomaly there, but that's still a pretty good track record for AFL players. Naomi, come on, you you could have been if you <laughs> AFLW existed back then and you were one, you would have made it further. Well, you know, yeah, who would know? Who knows? I like these. I'm sure Naomi wouldn't be as much of a diva as Moana, but that's another story. <laughs> just, just talking about just talking about Brian Lake. I think what maybe hurts Brian Lake is maybe a bit of Russell. Maybe it's more about what happened after the game, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's what hurts his leg- legacy, which of course we know it does hurt hurts uh, Russell's obviously legacy as well. So um, you know, taking I mean, Grubby was a was a great player. I mean, he, he played it smart, didn't he? He, he like he like he said he, he had to kiss a lot of ass early in the game. <laughs> And then and then he, and then he got he got rid of all the people that he that he had to kiss, you know. Yeah. Arthur had to kiss. So but 
that's what made Grubby so good. And he really dominated, won a lot of in, uh, individual immunities and got so close to winning. But, yeah, I guess it was what happened afterwards, which mm. I guess will always maybe just tarnish a little bit of, yeah. of his gameplay. One thing I'll say, uh, good on the AFL for honouring Australian Survivor players at the recent grand final with Simon Black and Abby both being featured prominently on that game day. I don't know if any of you guys uh, realise that. Uh, non- Go Cable. Oh, sorry, I, I forgot to say, I've never told this story, I don't think. But um, so the year Simon, uh, sorry, Simon, uh, Grubby was on Survivor. I was at a grand final function on the Friday before the grand final and Brian was there and I happened to walk past and I can't even remember what I said, but then he stopped me and he's like, let's talk Survivor. And he <laughs> just, we talked Survivor for about half an hour. He just, it was funny. It was like he had no one else to talk about it and he just wanted Great. to talk about Survivor the whole time. And yeah, it was wow. an awesome, awesome experience. But I absolutely agree with Matt. I think the fact that his home life and, you know, getting locked up in Japan and a few other incidents afterwards have probably tarnished his reputation a little bit. It's what you get when you play for Hawthorne. Mm. <laughs> I was just going to say too that um, I feel like now that from next year on when, you know, it opens up a little bit in terms of who people can vote for, I kind of feel like now Brian maybe, whereas this year he was a bit of a contender to be inducted, like I, I, I kind of wonder if maybe next year and in the, the following years whether that will disappear a little bit as well. Yeah, more, I agree. Know? Which is a shame. And I think kind of, yeah, like that's kind of my point about Christian. Glad she got in when she did because I think she'll kind of lose that shot. And I think this year is some of those players are very much like that. Um, I mean, I look at your vote, Naomi, for Ziggy and, you know, I sadly think Ziggy will kind of lose the conversation a little bit. You know, Liz, with what you've said about L, you know, similar there. Um, But that's not to say you guys can just vote from every single year, like moving forward. Like it's, you know, it it, it happens. Like I every year in the US one, I would vote for Brian Hardek, number one, every single year. And I think kind of in the last year, it was when the expert people started voting for the guy and then they stopped doing the bloody thing. So, um, you know, still robbed of being there. Um, our final one, again, sort of the, the faux pas from myself, including this in the fan vote. And again, I'm not trying to take away from JLP getting in, um, but he wouldn't have gotten in if I had known that. But in all seriousness, JLP, and we can maybe all talk about our individual votes because um, Cable, Matt and I all voted for Lincoln, but everybody else had a different one. And I, I, I really appreciated the spread here, particularly you, Naomi. I think we owe you a beer. Good for you. Uh, the, the suck up worked. But um, JLP, I'll start with you, Matt. Um, you, well, actually, you were... Naomi's vote was actually controversial anyway. Eh, why? Because I had a few people point out to me that ASA hasn't been around for two years, so should be ineligible. Well, JLP, should be ineligible. <laughs> JLP shouldn't be eligible on that same page too. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, Matt, I'll start with you. You, you uh, along with uh, Cable and I, voted for Lincoln in this category. Um, but, uh, yeah, talk about the guy who snuffed your torch, and I'm glad you appreciated the video because you knew that had to be the most prominent one I had to include. <laughs> I, I, did, I did have a laugh when I watched the video and because uh, I had nothing to do with making a video. I just want to put that out there so all the listeners know I had absolutely nothing to do with editing those videos, but I did get a bit of a laugh when... When you, you chucked a couple of my uh, shots in there, and of course him snuffing, snuffing my torch, which is something that, I, and I'm sure you're the same, Naomi. That it's something you never forget. You never forget that moment that the host snuffs your torch and, and your your game's over. But um, but yeah, look, it's a shame that uh, Lincoln didn't get in because he was the the original host, and that's why I voted for him. I just thought, you know, such a such a you know t- to be a host back in you know well 2001 when they aired it. 
Um, you know, he, he, very little, you know, very few episodes had ever had ever been. The game was different. But, of course, Lincoln didn't get in. JLP he ended up getting the vote. And, look, JLP's a fantastic host. I mean, he's absolutely brought Survivor in Australia to a next level. Um, yeah, he was always someone that, of course, was always going to be in the Hall of Fame at some stage. So, you know, we, we got him in the first year. I'm happy with that um, because, yeah, he, he – he was great in the 2016 season, the first Channel 10 season, and he does just keep getting better and better. And, you know, hopefully for the fans of Survivor that he, he'll continue to do it for years to come. I will add, and this might be controversial, and this will be something I think we'll all discuss in the next 12 months when we do that. Like my, my vote would be to do what we originally planned and make this a, a expert panel. And that, that's not to try and take away. The difficulty with this category is that it's not something that on a fan vote you can kind of just have a radio button and to choose, right? People have kind of got an open end, and which, again, there's nothing wrong with that because this is kind of that category, right, where you can vote for anybody or anything that's had a contribution. But, you know, if I had to look at the donkey votes that we got for this category, you know, it kind of – we got, I think, more than 500 votes in, in the Hall of Fame, which – to be honest, I think it's pretty fantastic in a, in a very first year, something that kind of, you know, was thrown together in the way it was. And maybe out of those 500 votes, maybe 200 of those were like typing in like Luke Toki or like the, the the crab on the beach in episode seven, like kind of just, you know, like fuck off Ben Waterworth. Like but basically that's kind of the cable. Thanks for the vote there, by the way. Um, so it was kind of things like that. And I think kind of, you know, without, I don't know, like I, I feel this is still one that kind of is a little bit different to a player one. And there might be some rejig, I think, on the voting next mm. year for the players because I think, you know, in all fairness, uh, it was maybe not done, you know, a lot of people complain that, say, you could only vote for one of the Channel 10 people, whereas with the same amount, you know, three seasons to choose from, whereas opposed to season one and season two where there's only one season. And I think that's maybe a fair assessment. Maybe we should have let people vote for one person from each Channel 10 season to make it spread out a little bit. So things like that, which possibly may change. But, um, yeah, anyway, the point is I think this is something that could change next year to go back to our original plan. Um, Naomi, let's throw to you now. Uh, JLP, you voted. Who did you vote for for the uh, best non-player? Uh, again, we owe you a beer for this, I think. Oh, no, you do not owe me a beer. I was looking. I It was very, very genuine voting for Australian Survivor Archives. It's, um, you know, I, uh, it's no secret. I think what, what uh, you and Matt do is pretty amazing and, I'm just super excited to to hear you chronicle the next uh, next season and the next few seasons. So, you know, that's um, this one was was actually you know a relatively easy vote for me. I I did toss up between yourselves and Lincoln, but um, you know, as I've already said, my votes were you know heavily weighted and not not intentionally, but um, towards season one. So. Funnily, you should say that about the beer. I thought in the end, I'll oh, bugger it. I'm just going to vote for Australian Survivor Archives and I'll buy Lincoln a beer sometime down the track. There you go. Maybe in Whaler's Way uh, next year. But, I mean, your thoughts on JLP? Obviously, you're still a big fan of the show, Naomi. So, I mean, kind of going from a season where, you know, you had someone like Lincoln as a host and you're experiencing it out there to now just watching on your screen someone like JLP, kind of your, your thoughts on Mr LaPaglia? Yeah, he's amazing. He's fantastic. So I think I just, you know, assumed um, fairly quickly that he would make the Hall of Fame one day. So, you know, I, I, I didn't really even think too much about, about him for this particular category. But I think, um, you know, because it was so wide open, as you've said, it's, it's just a really interesting one because 
you know, when the public are voting, clearly they're not, you know, they don't know some of the producers, let's say, or the people behind the scenes that, you know, that, that the players get to know who might, they might like to acknowledge and, and so on. So, you know, with this, this category being so wide open, um, you know, in the end, it was probably not a, not a surprise that it was JLP because he's probably, you know, somebody that's a non-player that, you know, most people's minds would go to fairly quickly. So, um, you know, definitely deserving. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, he, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Liz, I'm going to save you for last because I really want you to talk about your person because I, I see they've got a bit of controversy on Twitter itself. Um, <laughs> Cable, you you were a Lincoln voter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry that he got shot in the theatre not long after he became president. Um, but did that, is that joke still too fresh? Uh, no? Too soon. Too soon, okay. Um, but, yeah, Lincoln, talk about him and talk about uh, JLP getting in. Oh, look, you know, I'm, I'd like to think you and myself are fairly knowledgeable in a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, but not as knowledgeable as obviously Matt and Naomi. Like being on the show, they get to meet so many more people that get to work behind the scenes and, and put so much into the show. So it was a little bit harder for me because, it, yeah, you're right, this category is so open-ended. There's so many people you can nominate. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the, the, the mistake of maybe letting the uh, – the, the normal punters vote um, maybe need to rejig that definitely for next year because I think it's just you either have to have a category and, and somehow hit the mark there or just not have it all and just let us supposed experts uh, vote on it. Um, yeah, JLP um, doesn't surprise me, but for me I feel a little bit bad for Lincoln because I think he was – taking on a job that he probably wasn't expected to be doing. And, and there was a lot of, um, a lot of, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? There was a lot of focus on who would be host. And we, we've talked about that. And you, you talked about it on ASA where, you know, there's people like the Jamie juries of the world and Richard Hatch and people lobbying for that position and, and Ben Dark. Um, and then they went in house and they gave the role to Lincoln and, him like the players was evolving day by day and, and trying to pick it up, but also he was constrained by a lot of stuff that CBS uh, wouldn't allow them to do. So, um, and this is nothing against JLP, but there's definitely uh, a kinship now with the Channel Ten version and CBS and and Jeff Probst that you know uh, JLP can reach out to him and and look for advice and and support and uh, and he can almost do his, his version of Jeff but still be JLP. So I think Lincoln, for what he was able to do um, with the constraints he was given, um, I think he did a very good job. So I just thought maybe he should have been acknowledged this year, but, you know. I agree. I mean, I voted it's not, too. Uh, I'm not the only <laughs> – it's not – I'm not the only voter. But, I like, the other thing I would say that I'm sort of glad another Channel 10 person got in this year. Yeah. Me as too. well. So it's a little bit, like you said, you talked about the gender split. So it's great that the gender splits even. Um, and Season also split. like that, the, 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 yeah. the eras are sort of evenly represented. Cause I think it just, I think yeah, I look. agree. That was that. And the gender thing to me, the, the two biggest standouts, because I think particularly with the, the era split that like so many people kind of weren't happy that, you know, we were even including sort of channel nine and channel sevens versions. And, and that's fair enough. There's, there's reasons for and against that. I completely understand that. But I think kind of at the end of the day to have an even spread literally between all three of the seasons. And we'll talk a little bit more about sort of future plans for how that's going to work. So I think that kind of was the, the perfect way to, to get over the line. Liz, 
talk to me here about uh, your your choice as well as your thoughts on JLP because one of your people that you voted for was against the person you voted for again. So talk to me about uh, your choice here. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I spend a lot of time on Twitter and I really appreciated that, that rivalry between um, your Edwin, who is acting as the... Uh, the Australian Survivor Twitter page just going after Matt for seemingly no reason. I still don't know if there's a story behind that, if they knew each other or anything, but it's just this this little piece of like fun, kind of obscure thing that happened in the Australian Survivor fan community that I just really appreciated and wanted to remember, I guess. Mm. And, you know, yeah, it's a bit of a piss take, um, but like, it's also like, it's someone who like people, yeah, you know, people don't know of, um, you know, um, and I think that's, that's kind of what we wanted um, initially in, in, um, you know, in making the, uh, this vote, uh, an expert sort of vote. Um, But, um, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a little a little nod, basically, I guess. And and you happy though about JLP? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually I considered Lincoln, um, especially just because he, um, um, yeah, he was a much better host than I expected. Like when I went back and and watched it, I was like, oh, I really I really like him. Like he's really personable and stuff. Um, like he really has good like camera presence. Um, and yeah, he has like his own sort of style and, and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, always, there's always people, there's so many people, you know, you can acknowledge, um, there's like, you know, Australian survivor memes, you know, <laughs> know them. Um, and, uh, just, you know, people, people in the community. Um, but yeah, it's good that JLP made it. Cause he's like, he's the obvious, he's like the face of, Australian Survivor, really. Absolutely. So. I do love the little uh, sort of meme that Australian Survivor memes put together where they were like had that person getting held back and it's like when you find out that Australian Survivor Hall of Fame didn't put in Sue's big move or something like that. <laughs> like Funny, funny. I really appreciated that. I Like like as you say, Lee's kind of like, yeah, the, the point of this is kind of, you know, to acknowledge that. And I think, Cable, you mentioned that there's so many people that work behind the scenes that kind of deserve to be acknowledged. And there's like, I look at Luke's vote. Luke voted for Kate Whitby, who is uh, the publicist for Endemol Shine. And kind of, you know, obviously as a journalist, he works, you know, quite in depth with her and someone like that who who does deserve to be you know honored like the hosts are obviously the main choice and you look at somebody like the eps and things like that but you know outside of that you've got these people like the camera people we spoke to matt bronger of course on asa who's worked Mm. on different eras and so many people in the scenes and and even like you know liz whether it's a piss take or not like these people on social media who who do work tirelessly behind Mm. the scenes and you know not tooting our own horn or things like like podcasts or other sort of blogs and things like that that kind of engage the fans and get them an opportunity like this to talk. So, mm. um, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say I actually really love when I saw Liz's votes and she put Edwin in. I was like, oh, that's such a good vote um, because he has been the sort of the social media presence for the Channel Ten version for the first four. How many years are we going now? Four, five, four years. Five um, and he's four actually years. finished up, so he's moved somewhere else and he's doing other stuff. But the one thing I will appreciate that he did, like he obviously pumped up 
the Channel 10 version as much as possible where he could, but also he made sure Matt Tarrant's life was living hell. <laughs> Every time Matt tweeted, he found a way to absolutely rip him down. And it was, it, it was good to follow and, and the banter that that created. It was a lot of fun. And uh, like Liz said, I don't know where the, the issue issue came up and what the, uh, the origin story for that is, but the fact that it was this banter between each other and just ripping each other to shreds was, it was fun to watch. And that, I guess that's another one of those things. It's, it's funny, like you watch the show, but it's can be sometimes the external after the show that, uh, the carry on that, um, you know, someone could get nominated just on that. Um, yeah. Well, I think I, I was going to take this opportunity to kind of talk about who we all voted for and kind of who nearly did get in. I think we've all actually kind of covered all the bases there, to be completely honest. I think kind of we've all kind of gone over our votes and everything. One thing I want to say, though, actually, is that uh, I, I, like, I don't want to reveal publicly all the votes because, again, I don't want that to sway anything and all of us can talk off air about this sort of stuff. But I, I just want to say, I want to go on the line here and go on the record and say that every single person on this call right now can say that people voted for them in the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. Matt and Naomi, as players, you got votes. You got votes in the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. Cable and Liz, you got votes. Good job voting for yourselves, but it still counts. <laughs> I got votes. Thank you, Mum. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, everybody out there who who voted for me as well. I appreciate it. So we are we are all. And this is why the fan vote doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't vote for me. Don't vote for Cable. Vote for Liz. Liz does a good job. But it's, fu- it's funny you bring that up because I totally forgot about it. But a friend did say when they were filling it out, they said, "Oh, I didn't know what to do for the last one." I said, "What did you do?" And they go, "I just put your name down." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting to kind of kind of read that. Uh, there, Noah, Noah Groves got a vote. So, oh, yes. um, yep. And Ben Dark got a vote too. Matt, we found him. He's voted for himself, I think. So, um, yeah, without going into too much detail that I'd love to kind of just sort of wrap this up with a look ahead to next year, because I think kind of, it opens up a little bit with some of the players. Cause we've got a lot of the season six players now will be eligible kind of into the fray that weren't on all stars. Obviously all stars will still be within that 24 month period which is in isn't eligible and then that will really open it up in 2022 but sort of how it looked look likely to work is that it will be whittled down to three players rather than the five it was always going to be an an influx in the first year and then kind of scale back to three per year and then the non-player and what it looks like will probably happen is that we will combine season one and season two together in terms of a compulsory slot. So you will vote from both either the channel nine or the channel seven ones. And then one will be a compulsory channel 10 player. And then the third slot will be the open-ended one can be from any era. So I, I will say this right now, based on who becomes eligible next year from season six, that to me, a hundred percent Luke Toki, I'm calling it right now. I will bet on any level of whatever you want to say that Luke Toki will be an inductee next year. I will, proudly say right now he will probably get my vote for that era next year because you talk about a legacy and an impact on Australian Survivor player personality everything else like that I mean the guy basically won the prize money through the fans voting for him I mean if that doesn't show you know the, the level that he has on Australian Survivor nothing does um, and obviously the other real talking point in that one to me would be Pia because she becomes automatically available if you're looking at the winners. So I think kind of Luke and Pia will be very much in that conversation next year. 
And then the interesting one for me, though, is going to be that compulsory season one, season two slot. I'm just saying this right now. It's going to come down between David Oldfield, Shona and Craig. They're sort of the three that I'm tossing up between right now. Uh, And I think kind of that's where you're going to be looking at that in terms of that. So... Um, they're just my initial thoughts on, on predictions. I, my prediction right now, if I had to call it, I am going to predict Shona, Luke and, uh, Pia as the three who will get in next year, just as off the thing. And for non-player, I'm just going to call it Lincoln. If we do go to an expert panel only, uh, he would have gotten in this year, but, um, we are going to be inviting this year's inductees to join the expert panel next year. So that may open things up a little bit next year. If anybody does join. So I'm going to go around the room in terms of what I can see on my screen. Naomi, you're first. Um, let's look ahead to 2021 and preview thoughts, anything for next year. Well, I actually don't have a good lot to add because I can probably hold up my little scribbly notes here. And I've <laughs> exactly what you just said, Ben. So, yes, yeah, certainly Luke, Toki um, and or Pia. And my three nominees or three possibles that I'd be thinking would be um, would be up next for the season one, season two would have to be Shona Craig or David Oldfield for sure. So, yep, that's uh, I'm kind of exactly on the same page as you at the moment. Liz, uh, again, you, you had a few different votes, so uh, you, you might be a little bit more open here in kind of who you think, particularly now that you might have a few season six people thrown into the mix right now. You are clearly a big Simon Black fan. Or a Bradbury fan. Yeah. Bradbury, give Bradbury for some love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, nah, uh, I I mean, I know I was thinking maybe, you know, Lucinda, the only person to, to vote herself out and be on the right well, side. Well, Kim of Johnson did. So, you know, Kim Johnson in the mix. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, I think I think Luke, Luke and Lincoln like make sense. Um, I'm always a very strong advocate for Pia. I always, when someone says David's David's the best, you know, Australian Survivor player, hands down, is better than all these other people. I'm like, no, nope, it's Pia. Get out wow. of here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, interesting. But I mean, I'll it'll look be interesting to see what other weird weird things people um, come up with in the in the fan vote and stuff? Yeah, well, gosh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all down for seeing your votes again. I really enjoyed yours this year. Uh, Cable, um, mm-hmm. are you are you on the Luke train? Are we all just on the Luke Express for 2021? It's like a an electioneering vote, like Luke 2021, like make change happen, make make Survivor Hall of Fame great again. <laughs> yeah, look, I'll um, don't mind for the listeners peeking behind the curtain. Um, you and me had discussions because I sort of felt like um, I understand the eligibility and, and all that sort of stuff. And I understand Hall of Fames, but I felt like Luke should have somehow been eligible this year, but he's definitely a lock for next year. Um, and most of the other people you've nominated or at least talked about, um, I think are sort of in that mix, I'd put, yeah, definitely have Craig, uh, Shona, um, you know, when I'm talking about the first seasons, uh, David Oldfield definitely up there. Um, the newest seasons, it's still, yeah, Pia's definitely one. And I'd probably say Grubby might get a nod. And then I might, depending on if me and Matt catch up for a beer, maybe David Haas might get a vote. I was going to say Matt himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who gets your vote between David Haas and, and Matt Dyson, Cable? 
David Haas. <laughs> the bold, Sally the bold men, beautiful battle off. That's what we can uh, call it. Um, speaking of beautiful bold men, Matt, uh, I, I'm also advocating Sammy Show as everyone. She didn't get a confessional. Uh, get her into the oh, Hall of yes, Fame. Hundred percent. Justice for Sammy. No, uh, yes. I'm, I'm more thinking I'm going to try to put put a bit of pressure on you guys to give old the great Ben Wynn uh, oh, a vote. So the, 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 the SAS. What did I say to you, Matt? I, I said I, Matt said something to me about that in a message. And what did I say that I will advocate for you naked in South Bank for you to get into the Hall of Fame before Ben Wynn even gets within a sniff of getting into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> was, was Ben in the, on the, the, the latest season of that SAS that they had here? No, he was oh, not. Oh, that was ben a missed opportunity, Charles Evan. the planet since 2006, Cable. He's harder to find than Ben Dark. But, uh, no, look, I think I'm on the same page. Uh, I think Naomi and yourself, Ben, summed it up, summed it up perfectly that uh, – I think I agree with both of what you guys said that uh, there's obviously a couple of obvious picks, and then of course we, yeah, in those in those early seasons we we it's kind of out of three people. So um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one because uh, although I voted for Craig this year who didn't get on get in, you'd assume that then that would be my vote next year. But you know who knows? I'm I'm currently obviously rewatching season two again, and and maybe. Um, Maybe David Oldfield might might uh, you know sway me there with his gameplay because he was such a good player. But we'll have to wait and see in 2021. A couple of ones I want to just add out there, like um, in our rewatch right now, Matt. Uh, I'm I'm becoming a much bigger Justin Melvy fan. I'm really mm. appreciating Mr. Melvy and his dramatic way he delivers his confessionals. Like it's very acting, uh, and also just some of the season six contenders that I'm actually personally fans of. Uh, I'm a big Andy fan, and I'm a big Sean Hampson fan. And, I mean, mm. we need some, some good-level sex appeal in our Hall of Fame, and Sean Hampson brings that in spades. What a, what a rooster. <laughs> Oof. What a man. Uh, so, yeah, a few few interesting ones to kind of look at for that next year. I was going to say, I, I, spoke, I did a podcast with Andy last year, and uh, he's just amazing as well. And it's, it's funny because I feel like there's a lot of love for him in the season, and, and you know, some people hated him. I, I remember my sister ringing me, who's this Andy guy? He's a wanker. Um, so he did rub some fans the wrong way, but he's, I feel like he's one that just disappeared off the map. Like he doesn't really get mentioned much anymore when you talk about Australian survivors. So mm. um, uh, he should have been on, all, I, I, I really think he should have been on all stars. Yeah, no, I agree I'm with that. Yeah, and you were talking before, I think about how Ziggy, uh, wasn't, I mean, Ziggy didn't even get a phone uh, call. That's offensive. Uh, it is offensive. Yeah. Did, did she not have a baby around about the, she's no, just had a baby not, now. Not, yeah, that was now. Oh, that's now. And you talked before, Cable, about how, um, you know, you, you meet Brian Lake and, you know, everyone's there to talk to him about footy, but you want to talk about Survivor, mm. so it's all happy. Uh, I had the, the pleasure of interviewing Ziggy over on an Olympics podcast I do, and she kind of was over the moon to talk about the Olympics because then everybody only wants to talk to her about Survivor now. So it's kind oh, of the yeah. opposite. Like, hey, guys, remember I won an Olympic medal. Like, talk to me about that. Um, so uh, if you ever want to hear Ziggy talk about uh, for an hour and a half about her Olympic career, off the podium, download now. Uh, guys, this has been a lot of fun. I, I firstly want to say, before I thank each of you, uh, to everyone who voted, as I said, we got around, I, I don't know if it was just over or just under 500 votes, which 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 blew us away. We were so happy that we kind of got as, as many as we did and 
you know, we hope this is something that we'll keep building, you know, the, the more and more it goes on, kind of goes out there and and do what we're trying to do. We, we obviously understand a lot of people's negativity towards how we did the first one and, and the categories we have. And it's completely understandable. We live in a world where Australian Survivor fans are very fractured. They're very swayed towards one era and the majority want to forget the older seasons. And that's fine. That's never going to be changed. But in terms of honoring the entire legacy, and next year we will be in the 20th anniversary in terms of when this show actually started. We realized it didn't air wow. until 2002, but of course it did. Naomi was out there uh, basically 20 years to this day when we're recording, uh, 19 years to this day, sorry, when we're recording. So next year it'll be 20 years, which of course, uh, you know, we're hoping to celebrate a little bit that next year on ASA. So it's going to be interesting to kind of look back on things like that the more and more we go on. And, you know, even looking at next year will be five years since Channel 10 picked it up. I mean, it's hard to believe that that will be the fifth anniversary of sort of that era. So that kind of takes on a, a bit of a different meaning. So to everyone who voted in the first one, to everybody who got involved, and we thank you very much. Of course, if you want to follow the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame, search for us on Instagram or on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and YouTube now as well. You can watch the interview views and the videos out there as well but to each of you guys here first of all luke dennehy who obviously couldn't be here member of the expert panel as well uh thank you very much for luke it was, it was a pleasure having his input somebody who has covered this show basically since day one so he uh like many of us here you know very knowledgeable on it and uh experienced it on all different levels so uh we thank luke for that naomi i'll start with you obviously always a, a pleasure to uh to have you on any of the podcasts we do and have your insight and still very passionate about this show which again not to kind of 19 years you were filming out there were you still in the game at this point or do you know what day this was 19 years ago were you you're still there oh i feel like i would have been but i i can't be sure to be completely honest but gosh you know does it make you feel old now i mean nearly two decades ago you played this game (laughs) Yes, it does make me feel old. That's right. I'm thinking a fair few more <laughs> old face than, uh, than back then. But, um, you know, hey, how, how lucky to have um, been able to enjoy another 19 years of Survivor since then. So thank you so much for having me. And um, I have loved being a part of, um, of this whole project. So, yeah, thanks. You're, you're most welcome. Thank you for, for being part of it. Liz, for yourself, uh, pleasure having you on board. I, I still feel terrible to this day that kind of I refer to you as that chick who does Melbourne Survivor <laughs> or whatever it is. I can't live that down. But uh, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on board. So glad that we could get you in there. And and please give us a plug, Melbourne Survivor now, that you yeah. guys are doing a little bit better uh, in that part of the world. Uh, anything coming for 2021? Can people get involved? Yeah, um, big things happening. Working on uh, season three, got Cable involved. Um, Getting also Fire involved, so that'll be interesting. Um, Might call up uh, Kylie from season one of Australian Survivor um, to, you know, monitor the fire i don't know season um, three liz season three yeah, i was gonna say oh, don't, come don't, on now you've got a season one or on this episode don't offend her what is she minus two yeah you can tell um <laughs> i had to go back and watch those all the seasons um once joining this panel um yeah uh, <laughs> where do they find that. it where do they where, where can they where can they find out more information um, just tag it just all on social media um on the uh facebook page is probably the most active one um so melbourne survivor on facebook and if you want to find out about like other sort of live reality games um or fan-made survivor 
things that you can, you know, be in or help out with. Um, go to live reality games just on yeah on Insta and Facebook and yeah, they've got a, a big list of stuff. There's a wiki up where you can great see what's near you, I guess. Fantastic. And keep an eye out for you doing very well on Backyard Survivor, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, you're, you're my pick to win. There you go. Uh, Cable, thank you. Always a pleasure to work with you, my friend. Uh, give, give, a, give a plug for your podcast. And I believe you had a very good looking guest on for a recent podcast about the Lost World Jurassic Park. I, I heard good things about that man. Oh, really? Did you now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. You wouldn't be talking about yourself, would you? I would I ever dare? You know, I'm not that arrogant. Yes, like, if if you want to hear me and Ben and some other people talk movies and in particular sequels, we do a podcast called Sequels Suck, um, which is a reference to uh, a Scream Two conversation, and that's yeah, just blew up from there. So that's something else that's not Survivor related. You can tune into if you're interested in hearing my great voice. Um, but yeah, I was you talking about Nomi uh, almost playing 20 years ago. How different do me and Matt look since our um, our videos that we <laughs> I haven't in. seen yours, Cable. I don't <laughs> know. I've seen a screenshot. Well, you've seen a screenshot. <laughs> but I was actually Eminem. Thinking, I don't know the. I don't like the light in this room because I can see all the wrinkles and stuff. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's like geez. Just well, I, share mine. I, had, I had hair, yeah. mate. I had hair wow. back then. So, yeah, well, so I'm did Matt I. Dyson. It, was, it was blonde tips, and now it's not much left. So. I'm just glad I wasn't able to apply back then because at least mine are only within the last five years, and I'm just fat in them. So, like, kind of that's the only difference, <laughs> right? So, um, okay, well, seriously, mate, pleasure always. And, and Matt, for yourself. Yeah. Um, thank you. You've done better at this than you did at Survivor, which wasn't that hard. But uh, thank you for your time. And, and do you have another? Do you have another podcast? I've I've not heard of it. I believe you might be a co-host on a on a podcast. You might want to plug that with a, another very good-looking gentleman on that one as well. Mate, it uh, it's always a pleasure to talk Survivor with you guys. And Ben, you know the the little spare time I have, mate. I'm always uh you know talking some uh, archive Survivor Survivor, on, of course on the. Uh, the podcast Australian Survivor Archives, which we're in the middle of doing season two now and absolutely having a blast. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a busy bit of a, a time for me, but uh, enjoyed being a part of the um, the first year of a Hall of Fame Survivor. So um, yeah, it'd be great to do it again next year. Well, next enjoy year. The cool. time, well, sorry, enjoy the time while you got it, Matt, because uh, yeah, twins. I was going to add yeah. next year, you're going to have a couple and, of little Dysonlets. I'm going to tell you something. I don't have twins, but I know from people who've had twins, they don't have the same sleep routines and stuff that, you know, they're not completely in sync. So you're not going to get any sleep, mate. So I know it's uh, we, we move house in, in, in a week's time or less than a week's time. And then uh, about three weeks after that, I'll be um, father of twin girls. So it's going to be uh, a life changing experience, no doubt. But um, hey, I've got to find a time to keep talking Survivor because I love hey, it. Hey, Liz, Liz, you and I are the only yeah. smart ones here and not, uh, you know, reproducing. So uh, it might yeah. be just you and I this time next year. I'm not, I'm not saying name. I don't know if you've got anything planned, but just saying, you know, you've all got kids, you know. So, yeah. I will say, not that I know of, there could be, but I just, you know, 
Always dread that phone call one day. Guys, thank you very much. Everyone who's listening, thank you very much as well for tuning in. And on the Oz Network, more Survivor content. Who knows? Stay tuned in 2021 when we actually know if Survivor is even a thing anymore, if we're all dead in a couple of months. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. 